How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Take One or Give One podcast. Today is another installment of White Belt Wednesday. But before we get started, let's go ahead and thank our sponsor, WOR Athletics. That is War Athletics. If you need anything customized, made to order, and shipped directly to your door, this is how you do it. War Athletics can do anything you can think of on shirts, shorts, jackets, flip-flops, anything you want. Also, they have their own styles and designs ready to go. Check out their um, catalog to see what they have. And again, we will be doing a uh, raffle for anybody that's a fan of the show. They can just send in a message once we put that post. We're going to have all the details on that. And then, yeah, we're going to give a size large hoodie out and try to support them as, as much as I can. So thanks again, War Athletics. And also, I do want to shout out uh, Adam Bradley. Adam Bradley is a black belt from Autos. He's going to be in the Champaign area in April, I believe. It's the 23rd. Um, if you're in the Champaign area and you're going to be here in April, definitely something to check out. It's always nice to have uh, you know, an established uh, black belt that's been on the competition scene come through and give some knowledge. So if you could help and support Adam Bradley, he'll be in Champaign over at CU Jiu-Jitsu on April 23rd, I believe. It might be the 24th. I'll get that for sure and share some of their posts whenever they have that up. Again, Adam Bradley is a black belt under the Atos family and will be in town so definitely show support try to help uh local jiu-jitsu scene grow there's nothing better than having a community that can support and help each other so thanks for everybody for tuning in and let's get to today's episode how's it going welcome to today's installment of White Belt Wednesday. Today is January 25th, and we have a couple good questions here. Some some definite White Belt questions for sure. So let's go ahead and get straight to it. Knock these out. Number one, how can I help not get so tense while I'm rolling? It seems to me like every time I go, I try to relax, but it never fails. I get super tired because I get so tense while I'm rolling. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Paul, well, the biggest thing is to learn, you know, one of the things that I, I uh, try to tell everybody is to breathe. You know, breathing is, is huge in jiu-jitsu. A lot of people seem to, you know, get you get freaked out a little bit. You start, um, you know, getting that tenseness to your muscles and you're not really breathing when you're moving. Breathing itself, you know, working through those tough positions and stuff will help you loosen up. But one of the things that you can do to actively, um, you know, just mentally shift into not tensing is going to be not worrying about uh, losing, you know, just try to work what little bits, you know, obviously the earlier on the the training is the less you're going to know. So if all you have is a frame or, you know, just a shrimp or whatever, whatever the case may be, the, the most, minuscule part of information that you can have in jiu-jitsu work on that and get that better as you do it you're going to get more comfortable you're going to get more confident and that's going to release that tension it's not always going to be easy to get rid of that and sometimes it lasts for a very long time i know plenty of 
uh, blue belts that still have that tenseness to their to their game. Once you get once you roll with um, some purple belts and brown belts and especially black belts, you're gonna see and feel that difference where it's kind of just fluid and you don't have as much tense uh, tense buildup in the muscles and you're not using a whole lot of uh, strength as you're going through jujitsu. But that's mainly because of repetition and understanding of the positions, right? Fear is the cause of the tenseness and it's going to be in in all your muscles mainly i think where people notice it the most is the lactic acid buildup in the forearms I, I feel like that's one of the first places people realize oh i'm tensing my arms are so tight i'm like vibrating because i'm trying to like muscle my way out of everything you know learning the proper way to get out of a position or the proper way to execute a, a position or submission is going to be the best way to do those things. And again, breathing helps so much, so much more than people give it credit for. So my advice, Paul, is just focus on what you do know and just learn learn how to breathe, okay? Don't hold your breath and you'll be all right. I appreciate the question. The next question here, oh, I don't have a name for this one. It says, how how do you teach a multiple skill level uh, class? Let's see how how do you teach multiple skill levels in one class? Okay, well that uh, that's actually tricky. That's a that's kind of a gym by gym question. I would I would uh, say every every coach has their own way of teaching and looking at. Uh, the students and you know how to help them progress for me it really depends on uh, who I have and who who's with me as far as like my you know higher ranked uh, more knowledgeable students you know when I have Noah with me and there's you know there's a time that I have like maybe a new student come in and they wanted to try out a class right well in my fundamentals class it doesn't really matter I can teach everybody every technique that I do in the fundamentals class and everyone can learn side by side. But now when you go to like a, a mixed level class or like an advanced class and someone's trying to do that for the first time, it's a little bit different because, you know, there's a little bit more intricacies when you're looking at the the positions and, and the moves and techniques that you're learning. So when it comes to something like that, I might have the, you know, Everyone that's this rank and this rank come right here. You're going to do it this way. Other people might do it uh, a different way with me on the other side of the mat. While I have Noah lead that that original crew, I can go with the the other crew and like maybe go over a separate uh, maybe finishing sequence that's a little bit more um, you know advanced, so to speak. But realistically, when it comes to teaching mixed levels in a single class, most technique that you'll learn is able to be learned as far as the technique being applied. The real risk and or loss of, how can I put this, loss of, um, I don't know, loss of, momentum maybe really comes from 
the dangers of the technique itself. So if I show everybody a straight ankle lock, everybody can learn a straight ankle lock. That's fine. Different ways to finish it. Sure. But when it goes to like heel hooks, you know, I'll teach everybody a heel hook, but I'm going to go with, Hey, you know, this is how you defend. We got to make sure we're not hurting each other, stuff like that. I don't necessarily neglect anybody from any technique. I more or less think that it's kind of like a person by person basis. You know, if there's a person that sometimes is a little more spazzy, you know, I'm going to work with them individually, you know, maybe drill it on myself a little, a little bit just so I make sure someone's not going to get hurt. But as far as teaching multiple levels and making things different, I try not to do that. I think everyone can kind of learn at the same time. If you're going to an advanced class like that or like a competition class and you know it's going to be a little bit more high pace, a little bit harder, obviously you're going to want the confidence that comes with knowing that your teammates and sparring partners are going to take care of you. But at the same time, you know, we, we don't want someone that's uh say first day uh in an advanced class going over a heel hook maybe that just happens to be the technique of that week um you you don't want them getting hurt or hurting anyone so i might be like okay i have a handful of people that, that they're just trying to bump up now and do something new i might be like hey noah can you take this crew you know this half of the room we're going to go over such and such technique this variation go and then i bring the rest of the guys that are starting over fresh over here just so i can like break things down a little bit better but all in all it just really depends on coaches coaches teach different ways and people learn different ways so give and take is going to be huge when it comes to multiple skill levels in one class but ultimately everyone knows what to expect when you get to the mixed level classes that's why there are fund fundamental classes because so as long as you understand the positioning you understand what you know which ways not to rotate which is not to turn you know if your elbows in an arm bar you know you know that you if their thumbs facing up and the elbows joints down and you're lifting your hips you know take it easy on the position you don't have to go crazy um and just things like that i don't know I, I, like i said it really just depends on on the on the group and how the coach feels about um whatever the technique may be but all in all in, in my opinion uh most techniques can be taught in a group setting without any uh, any hitches it's it's only whenever there's a lot of ego in losing that these things become a problem because people start cranking on stuff and get a little spazzy and freaking out and that that could be an issue but for the most part i think it's it's pretty safe to teach everyone um as long as you got good teaching methods it's it's pretty it's pretty well uh, received across the board so uh, but that's a really good question. I mean, there, there's multiple ways. If, if I sat down and really thought about the question uh, for a long time, I, I might give you even a different answer. So uh, I do appreciate that question. Let's see. Concerns. What I have concerns of how of my health 
So this is a question, uh, Tara, two-stripe white belt. I have concerns about how my health would be and how will my day-to-day eating affect my abil- ability to perform? Uh, oh, I have two people that have the same question. This is kind of cool. Uh, Katrina also put, uh, do I need to essentially need to eat clean every single day? And Tara said, my concerns are just how will my eating affect my uh, my performance in jiu-jitsu? So for both of these questions, so they're very similar questions, the answer is it's pretty. It's actually pretty dramatic. Um, obviously, everyone's every single person's different. Uh, when it comes to eating, you should always try to fuel yourself as clean as possible. You know, the, the cleaner you can eat, the the better you're going to feel and perform and move, and your bodily functions are going to be, you know, much better. But that being said, I am not the model citizen when it comes to eating clean because that is like my only vice i I don't i don't party and i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do anything like that but i can eat (laughs) your your boy here can uh some put put some food down so the what i would say is if as an overall general rule if it's if it's natural vegetables fruits um even some meats stuff like that you're probably going to be you know pretty good generally as long as you're eating natural you know organic stuff you're gonna you're gonna overall be pretty well off now i eat junk food and good food all the time for me, the biggest thing that affects me eating um, is the my um, bread intake. So sugar, my sugar, my salts, and my gluten, so to speak, is really going to be the biggest thing that affects me personally. And it will probably be the thing that slows most people down. It, in my opinion, I think that's probably safe to say. Um, you know, if you're eating pasta before class, you're probably going to feel sluggish and bloated and like crap. I personally don't eat three, three hours is my, the closest I could ever do three to four hours before class. I can eat anything even close to that. I, it's gotta be after I cannot, I cannot eat three to four hours out is the closest I can eat to class. If it's like two hours away and you know, I want to get a snack, not going to happen. It just won't happen. Um, I, I never knew what fasted cardio and fasted training was. I, I just thought that was fancy talk. I, I have practiced that apparently my, I'm almost my entire life. So anytime I come into training, I never eat. I never eat and I hardly drink anything. And if I do, it's water because I'm, super like affected by what goes in my body before class afterwards it doesn't matter it's free game right you know some sushi burger pizza it doesn't matter afterwards for me it doesn't matter but going into training it if you're eating crap like if you if you eat a a burger before like an hour before jujitsu 
you're risk you're you're playing a a risky game you know you're gambling real hard if you're eating pizza or like um anything like that before class you're generally going to feel like crap you know will you still have a good day in class most likely you're probably not going to push as hard you're probably not going to have as much cardio you know you're going to be a little you know just going to feel big and heavy and slowed down now is that the case for everybody no i know people that are machines you know whenever uh you know one of my students he used to actually go get a mcdouble from mcdonald's and a slushy from the gas station as he was walking through the door to get ready to get on the mats and to this day i have no idea how it was even possible it was an everyday thing and for me it was just watching him eat those things and drink those things like literally seconds before changing to get on the mats it, it was like i don't understand how your, your body's not vomiting or something as as we're training but again not everybody's the same if i did that i would i'd be a mess so um you know, I don't want to say any names on who that person was, Noah, but it's, you know, it's amazing. For me, like I said, the biggest thing, eat as clean as you can uh, if you're trying to optimize what you're trying to get out of jiu-jitsu. But post-jiu-jitsu training or any kind of training, whether it's working out or anything, post is going to be free game in my opinion. It's not going to affect you as much um, as going into training. But if you're talking about day-to-day -day eating, um, it's really up to you. It's what your body's comfortable with. You know, everyone knows when, you know, if you drink some milk, some people are going to feel real crappy when they drink milk, right? So just kind of listen to your body, understand what, uh, what things you are putting into your body, and kind of go from there. But try to give yourself a buffer before training. And then also, you know, if you're really trying to get the most out of out of you know jujitsu, your body and life in general, try to eat as clean as possible. It's going to be the best bet all the way around. Um, a lot of people at Diego's in Virginia do. I've I've seen immaculate eating. Like I, some of the people in that gym are just. I wish I had the. I wish I had that that thing that would allow me to do that, but I'm. I'm such a sucker for food. Um, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous of those, of the, the way that some people can eat so well and so clean. And then like you even offer them something they're like, no, nah, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't have that kind of willpower when it comes to food. It's been proven time and time again. Obviously I'm doing things to try to better that for myself, but it's just, it's just the truth. And, um, as long as it's after training, I think that I can manage to eat whatever. Uh, but again, before training, no, it's, it's just not possible. So that's my, uh, that's my opinion on the day-to-day -day eating and kind of the, if you're worried about, you know, consistency, if you're trying to go long-term or you're trying to like really get the most out of whatever uh, training you're doing, again, I, I can't say this enough, uh, eating, clean is going to be the, the way to go um you know like john uh john brady on on the previous episode 
had you know he talked about how he changed up his uh routine in his daily life with eating and how much benefit that was to him again you you don't know how much it actually is a detriment to eat bad foods like that until you stop and you realize the changes your body goes through and um it is huge you know if you just eat ice cream and you know sugars all day long every day you are actually missing out on how like how well your body can actually perform and with the crazy things that you are capable of so try to uh try to do your best if you if you're coming to train and it's something that you're worried about you know just um experiment with it you know eat like an apple before class or you know eat two hours before class or an hour before class and see how you feel and then the next class do do something different and just kind of take notes and find your way but as a general rule a general rule for me i don't eat before class it's just not a thing that happens even if i have to work that day i don't eat all day at work i go i'm i get out like three hours before class i'm not gonna eat it's just not gonna happen i'll, I'll wait and i'll just not eat all day until after um after jiu-jitsu because jiu-jitsu being being my the best I can be during jujitsu is more important to me than than the food. So it's like the one thing that I can actually um, choose over food is my jujitsu training. So uh, that's day to day though. So let's take it easy, baby steps for me. <laughs> so again, thank you, uh, thanks everyone for the questions. Please send in as many questions as you want. Um, you can send them to the Take One or Give One podcast on Instagram. You can uh, tag me, Jose Becerra. It's uh, JJBecerra87 on Instagram. Send them to me personally. If you know my number, text me, and we will get all the questions and shout-outs on, uh, on the podcast. So thanks again, everyone, for uh, reaching out. Everyone is telling me that they've been listening these last few uh, episodes. Um, I, I really appreciate it. I know people people undermine the things that people do and uh, it doesn't matter to them. They think it's silly. It, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what people think. Do what you love, love what you do and just continue being you. So with that, thanks as always for giving or taking that one chance.